With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. And I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Time is, as I say, that one commodity that you just can't get back. So I'm always honored when someone finds some time in their busy day to spend with me. So today we're going to be talking about the commercial real estate industry. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring this topic to you is because many of our franchisees are faced with looking for space for their new franchise. Uh, Recently read an article on the National Association of Realtors, and I'm always impressed when something very creative comes out of a very challenging time. And that's what this article was talking about. Um, It talked about the commercial real estate market trends. Um, The article went on to say, the commercial real estate market is recovering from the impact of COVID. Inquisitions for large commercial real estate fell 28% in the first quarter of 2021, except for hotel acquisitions. Investors are, are acquiring hotels to convert into other uses, such as multifamily housing. I thought that was really very interesting to see how investors are looking at the opportunity to invest in commercial real estate and possibly in a way that they had not seen that before. So I wanted to bring on a commercial um, real estate expert for you today. And today we have David Simmons. David is the founder of Resolute RE, which was founded in January of 2009 and has since built a massive third-party brokerage, a commercial brokerage platform. Resolute is a commercial real estate brokerage platform with eight offices, 800 commercial property listings, and exclusive representation of over 300 brand tenants. Please help me in welcoming David to the show. David, welcome to the show. Linda, thank you for having me. A pleasure to be here. 
Well, I'm glad you are here because, as I mentioned, um, commercial real estate is really important to a lot of those franchise brands out there because they are looking, especially those, um, obviously, that are looking for brick-and-mortar space. And I just would like to hear from you um, what, the, what, the, um, what it's like out there, what, what is going on, what trends are you seeing. But before we get into that, David, tell me a little bit about your background and what drew you to commercial real estate. Well, you know, I would like to think that, you know, I'm a thoughtful kind of person um, when it comes to, you know, life strategies and, 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 and career strategies and all that, um, sort of just backed into it um, as a, you know, much younger person. And just, you know, when I did, I just, you know, started winning leasing contests and, um, you know, discovered that I was you know, pretty good at this. Um, and, you know, the story continued um, into different facets of the industry and ended up full-time leasing um, in February of 2000. And um, you know, like you said, started the company January 2009, um, in the heart of the Great Recession, and uh, you know, it's just been a blast. Um, you know what I love about brokerage? You know, I'm, I'm your ADHD, you know, poster child, and you know this is one of the industries, maybe one of the few industries, where that can be a, a really good asset to have, because mm-hmm. um, you know there's only so much you can do for each deal, and then you just got to let the other 80 forces take over. So. You know, juggling 80 balls is a great talent to have in this industry, and then you just have to have the, the mechanisms in place to, to support, you know, the weaknesses that come with, uh, with ADHD. So, um, you know, I've always felt like a duck in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can certainly see that. So, um, and, and I'm sure that over this period of time, you've certainly seen a lot of changes. And, David, what a heck of a time to decide to go into commercial real estate in 2009. Those were not really very um, – pro- they, they were challenging times for real estate in general, right? They really were, you know. And, you know, from an emotional standpoint, it was really tough. Um, you know, you would call re- literally call real estate directors who were about to become ex-real estate directors, and they would start to, you know, tear up on the phone because they had just been let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, they weren't expanding at that time. Um, but you know, from a from a strategic standpoint, uh, it turned out to be a good move because you know when you're spending 35, 45 minutes learning how to use a fax machine for the first time, um, you know, as, as a property or as a company owner, um, you know, you're, you're not missing much going on. Uh, the opportunity costs were very low. So, um, and plus, you know, it just sort of weeded out you know a lot of the competition you know that were just getting by on the you know sort of mundane efforts and. You know, we, we, we strive to, to add a lot of value, um, and so it excelled, um, you know, propelled, you know, our course um, to become one of the, you know, industry leaders. Mm-hmm. And so much, just like with anything else, David, it's about the staying power. It's about staying in line because eventually if you stay in line, you'll get to the front of the line, and it sounds like what you've done is just stayed the course really have um you know and haven't been you know afraid to change along the way you know when necessary and um i would say about six years ago um now um you know started going to our first franchise conferences and for me it was just like a you know a kid in the candy shop literally i mean you know all these concepts just lined up you know row by row by row by row um and you know I, i said this is where we need to be focusing our efforts this is where we need to be 
um, you know, sort of planting our flag. And, and, you know, and we started to, you know, we started, you know, going to these comp conventions. We started um, exhibiting there. And, um, you know, just the idea of expanding our playground from, you know, just the areas where we have physical offices, you know, to the rest of the country and, you know, now up to 77 countries around the globe, um, you know, it just, it, it was an exciting time. Um, you know, there's always the naysayers that say your strategy is, is, is flawed and this is why. Um, but I had confidence and, um, you know, we were voted the number one um, real estate company um, in America by Entrepreneur Magazine uh, two years ago, you know, for franchisors. Um, that was determined by, you know, 500 franchisors voting. And um, dropped to number four last year, but we, we attribute that um, to changing our name. We were Retail Solutions. And then in early 2020, we changed to Resolute RE. And then, um, so we plan on getting back up in that, in that uh, ranking. And uh, so we've come a long way in a short time and, um, you know, love what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, that you mention is that, or I mentioned in your introduction, is the platform that you have built. Can you tell me a little bit about what has gone into that platform that's made you very successful? I would say, you know, you know, and I need to mention this. I often don't just because I take it for granted, but it's, it's worth mentioning. I mean, of course, you know, it, it, it comes to the fiduciary to the client, you know, customer service, um, adding value. Um, you know, cliches in the industry, you know, thrown around, you know, in a lot of marketing and advertisements and pitches, but, you know, it really is the key because um, otherwise, you know, you can get as many clients as you want, but, you know, you're not going to keep them, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it almost feels like clapping with one hand as far as trying to progress. And, um, but I would say, you know, two key decisions early on, you know, in our national, international tenant rep platform uh, that really, you know, has been key is, you know, one is that we always use local market brokers. You know, we see some companies out there, um, some competitors that try to do it themselves because, you know, then you keep 100% of the fee. You know, you, you team up with a local market broker, um, you know, in, in whatever market you're looking in, you know, you're splitting your fee in half. Um, you know, and then you're already splitting, you know, the fee with the house, uh, the brokerage company you're working for, you know, uh, whatever split levels, you know, is there. And, you know, it's, 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 it can be sort of tempting to, to want to do it yourself. Well, you know, I'm sorry, you know, unless you, you live, breathe, and eat in, this, in these markets every day, right. you know, you can't provide the same service that a local market broker can. You know, they know where the off-market deals are. They have the relationships within the community to create stuff that otherwise, you know, wouldn't be created. Um, so that was the first component. The second component was, um, and, and huge critical component, um, was our analytics program. Um, we hired on, you know, a world-class um, analytics team and decided that we were not going to charge for our services. Um, now, I say that if somebody just wants to hire us for just the analytics, Great, you know we'll figure that out. But you know it's not a profit uh, center for us. Um, it is supposed to add a huge supplemental um, service value um, to our tenant rep platform. You know, and so you know we get paid by the landlords, um, and that covers you know that that that's where we focus on making our money. And so you know we're producing world class analytics uh, for our clients, and I do mean world class. Um, in fact, we had a presentation yesterday from our from the head of our analytics department, 
and, and even I was sort of surprised by, you know, what we're producing, um, which, you know, I thought I wouldn't be by now. And, um, you know, so we're, we're producing, um, you know, analytics that's every bit as uh, competitive, if not better than, you know, the forum, the site Zeus. Um, and uh, what was the other one? Oh, I forgot that one. Um, and yet, you know, it, it, it's free of charge, you know, to the client, um, and it's just part of our services. So the idea, you know, during pitches we'll get, you know, sort of the question like, you know, sort of what's the catch? You know, this is fantastic. You know, there is no catch. I mean, bottom line is is that we want to provide the best service for our clients, and analytics is more important today than it ever has been. You know, COVID has turned a lot of things upside down on its head, you know, as far as AUVs, um, rankings, um, traffic patterns. And so, you know, coming in and be able to provide these analytics, to be able to provide um, a really reliable geofencing platform, um, it, it just it does wonders for our program and, and certainly is a huge key to our success. So when you're talking about analytics, David, what type of analytics do you provide that helps, say, a new franchisee that's looking for space to make the right decision for their location? Great question. You know, no analytics program is, is 100%. It's not a perfect science. Anybody that says it is, you know, run screaming. Um, but the key is is getting as many trained people um, on different sides of the equation to be looking at the situation um, to figure it out. What's the situation? The situation is where to grow next, where to put your location. Okay, so if it's not a perfect science, then what do we do? Well, the answer is we assuage risk as much as possible. And we do that with customer data. You know, the, the, ideally, our clients are supplying us with customer data from their existing operations. Um, and all we're looking for is address, um, date stamp, time stamp, and the amount that they spent from you know, the customers. And you can get that from the POS systems. You can get that from loyalty programs, you know, what have you. Um, can't get us addresses, then, you know, zip codes are, are, are close enough second place. In fact, a very good second place. And so what we do with that is what's called tapestry segmentation. Um, we use the Esri platform, and we go through, and we identify very extensively, you know, from this aggregate, you know, sum of, of, of data, uh, you know, what these customers look like demographically, psychographically, you know, customer segmentation, consumer buying behaviors, you know, all the above. And then there's over, you know, or probably just about 70 categories, you know, as a consumer in America that they could be classified as. And then we see what the top three dominant, you know, categories that they fall into. You know, and they have really cute names like Young and Restless, um, Urban Chic, um, mm -hmm. Laptops and Lattes. I mean, there's, there's even one that's like pickup trucks and, you know, and shotguns. Um, and it's just, it, it represents, you know, different components of our society, you know, as consumers. And so when you go into a new market like Atlanta, you know, we look for where these people are in, in, in mass concentrations. Um, so, you know, if, if our analysis is showing that this, these are your dominant customers in the other operating locations, then we want to find them in the new markets. Mm -hmm. um, so we're able to do that. Uh, it's this way real estate's not chasing its tail and looking in areas that it shouldn't be looking. You know, there could be mm -hmm. 500,000 people in, in mass concentration at this one area of town in, in the northwest. But, you know, if, if only, you know, 20,000 people are customers, well, that's not really where we want to be looking. 
Um, you know, and, an, and another thing, David, is I live in Houston, and I've lived here for probably most of my life since I was in elementary school, and I have seen the demographics change in areas. Is that something you stay on top of as well? Exactly. We do, and we're, evil, we're even able to age the data five years on the ground, you know, using you know, fancy algorithms that are taking into account post office counts, uh, migratory trends, and so forth, um, so that, you know, rarely, you know, if ever, you know, these businesses are, are signing one- to two-year leases, so they're signing five- to ten-year leases. We've got to make sure, okay, is it a good location today, but is it also a good location tomorrow? Right. Um, in case there are patterns setting in, and Houston is notorious for that. Uh, you're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Um, you know, you'll see main and main retail intersections shift, you know, two miles to the north, and that has a huge impact in, re- in retail mm-hmm. terms for the retailers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely tracking that um, from the beginning and, and throughout the process. Mm-hmm. So when um, what are some of the things that you have seen that – has changed the industry since COVID because um, there's there's not one industry that hasn't been impacted in one way or another by the pandemic last year. What are you seeing different this year because COVID happened? You know, um, funny enough, COVID just accelerated what was already going on, you know, mm-hmm. what trends were already in place. You know, and that comes from, you know, the Amazon effect, you know, back into the late teens, um, you know, 2015, 16, 17 through 20 um, into COVID, you know, and that is um, retail is getting redefined. Now, one thing that was sort of conflicting was, you know, experiential retail, you know, was sort of the, you know, the panacea. You know, it was not even the panacea, it was the cure, you know, for battling, the key to battling, you know, the, the Internet effect. Um, you know, make things experiential you know, give people a reason to get off the keyboards and to come into the stores, and, um, you know, and then you'll be able to better compete. Well, you know, COVID put a kibosh on that, um, albeit, though, I mean, it's temporary. I mean, look, you know, with the different strains, variants, you know, whatever the heck's going on, and we'll continue to go on with this thing, um, you know, the, the sort of W cycles, um, you know, but experiential will come back. You know, Nike has been going on, you know, a leasing spree, you know, and they're putting full court, you know, basketball courts, you know, into, into their stores. And, again, mm-hmm. it's a reason to get off the get off the keyboards, come into the store, and, you know, and, and hang out for a little bit and hopefully buy mm-hmm. some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the repurposing of properties that you mentioned earlier with the hotels, I mean, that's been going mm-hmm. on with malls, you know, for a while now. Um, and so, you know, the highest estimate I saw, you know, back when this was first occurring with the Amazon effect, was the LA Times saying that 25% of the retail, you know, properties needed to go away, meaning be repurposed. Um, CoStar was saying more along the, you know, 10% range. You know, either way, it's a lot of property, you know, and when you go through a correction like that, um, you know, in the stock market, it's painful, but it's quick, it's clean, and, you know, and then you start, you know, building back up again. Well, this is brick and mortar, so it just takes a while for these hotels to be transformed into multifamily. You know, it takes a while for malls to be transformed into, you know, hospitals, schools, you know, gyms, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, these BNC properties have to be repurposed. And Mm -hmm. COVID certainly accelerated that um, because then all of a sudden you didn't have the experiential effect, you know, to be able to come back and, you know, combat, you know, what was setting in. Um, So, yeah, bottom line is if you're you're a concept, 
for the most part, overwhelming most part, you know, you need to be omni-channeling. You know, you need to have a presence on the internet. You need to have a presence brick and mortar. Um, you know, Macy's found that when it shut down a store in a market, you know, its internet traffic went down 30% on average. You know, in that market, you know, wow. that, that, that 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 defies logic, right? It's like, well, no, you shut down the store, they're going to use the internet more. No, it's about that, you know, that sort of billboard effect, you know, wow. that presence, you know, you know, sort of, you know, it's in front of you, you're you're seeing it, you know, you're thinking about it, you know, so um, that's definitely the key, and and COVID certainly accelerated that. Yeah. Wow. I, I had not heard that, David, about Macy's stores shutting down and then uh, their online presence, you know, sales going down as well. But it makes sense, you know. Um, it just makes sense because a lot of times people just want to wa- – I loved walking through Macy's and smelling the perfume. I love walking through Macy's yeah. and, you know, touching the fabric. And you can't really do that online. So I can definitely see where there would be uh, – it would be, be impacted that way. Let me ask you this. For new franchisees that are out there looking for spaces, how are you seeing, uh, is, is the, the, uh, the cost per square foot, is it more competitive this year than it was last year or in 2019? No, I would say things are, um, are, have been recovering substantially. Um, I mean, April through June, wow, you know, um, you know worst quarter in, in my company's history, and I, and I assume for a lot of others as well. Um, you know, but, you know, from summer through, you know, summer of 2020 into today, um, we've seen, you know, a gradual uptick um, in some areas, a, a big uptick in others, you know, as far as, um, you know, real estate recovery. Um, in really extraordinarily hot markets like, you know, in Austin, Texas, at Jacksonville, Florida, um, and even at Phoenix, Arizona, um, you know, what we've seen is is a lot of businesses going out of business, um, but people right behind them ready to take advantage of that opportunity. You know, it could be restaurants, you know, one restaurant concept goes out, another one comes in. Um, it could be, you know, it used to be a Steinmark. You know, then it becomes a crunch fitness. Um, you know, the landlords, you know, before didn't want to do those type of uses. Now they're like, man, you're ready to fill my big box. Come on in and let's talk about a deal. Um, so that has, you know, sort of creative, you know, destruction of capitalism, you know, in full effect. Um, human story behind it, but nonetheless, you know, the market is the market. And, you know, so I would say today, it, 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 it's, it's hotter. I mean, it, it's, it's, a lot of these spaces have been getting filled. Um, sure, there's businesses that continue to go out, but that's being, you know, dominated by the, you know, the number of businesses that are ready to backfill them. Um, I would say the toughest centers that are, that are having, a, you know, still having a hard time are those that were over-appareled. You know, people said we didn't have a, a retail glut, you know, oversupply. We had an apparel, you know, oversupply problem. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the internet really whacked that one. You know, where you can't specialize as much. You got to be more broad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say centers that are still, you know, over appareled, that are still, you know, along the lines of, you know, that kind of traditional model, they're still struggling. Um, they're still rolling out the red carpet for deals and doing uses we never dreamed they would do. Um, but overall, I would say the market's recovered, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. 
David, if somebody is listening and they would want more information about how to work with Resolute RE or how they might be able to work with you, how would they find more information about the services that you offer? Um, You know, I almost don't want to say this because we're just about to launch our new website, but please go to our website. That's silly. Uh, www.resolutere.com. However, Resolute, you know, we spell it like absolute vodka. Um, So it's R-E-S-O-L-U-T, no E, and then R-E.com because, you know, all about branding. Um, Wonderful. Pain in the rear end to to keep telling people that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, website's a great place. Contact me. Um, Love to go through, you know, all these things. Wonderful. Uh, David, I need to take a real quick commercial break, but – I love stories. Do you happen to have any stories you could share with us when we come back from commercial? Absolutely. Wonderful. Folks, stay tuned. We are going to be back with more from David Simmons, and we're talking about the commercial real estate industry. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here, and my guest is David Simmons, and he is the founder of Resolute RE, which is a commercial real estate brokerage. Um, David, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories you could share with us. You know, one, um, and I alluded to it earlier, uh, just happened, you know, and that was this analytics presentation um, that we've got yesterday uh, just to bring the brokers up to date on what we can do, you know, our capabilities, also to remind them about a bunch of stuff. And, you know, this is funny that I picked this as my story or the next two stories um, because, you know, again, you're talking about, you know, ADHD, you know, poster child, um, you know, analytics don't need it. You know, all you need is a good broker in the market, um, you know, knows the stuff and, you know, everything will be just fine, you know, Mr. Client. Um, boy, you know, I've been reminded that that is very flawed, um, you know, throughout the last six years or so, you know, of having these guys, you know, do what they do. And, you know, the story that, that, that uh, George, our head of analytics, you know, told on the line was about how this group had bought 200 acres 
uh, from Donald Trump um, fairly recently. And, you know, what they wanted to plan, it was in a state that, you know, gambling is legalized. And, you know, what they were planning on with this 200 acres was, you know, a convention center, you know, some residential, you know, but casinos, resorts, restaurants, you know, the, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, it was in a part of the state where, you know, it was a long way to the next casino, so they felt like, you know, they would have, you know, sort of a, a domination of the market. A bit of a smaller pond, you know, as far as, you know, some markets go in a state um, compared to others, you know, within. But, you know, overall, you know, it, it, it sounded like a good plan. Heck, you know, sounds like a good plan to me now. Um, and, you know, we had never done, you know, a, a casino um, sort of hotel analysis. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, we, we pull from past reports, you know, past experiences, this, that, or the other. Um, and if I was, if I would have been aware of the assignment, I would have been a little bit nervous, sort of like, you know, are we, are we really adding value here? Um, or are we just guessing? Um, but man, they did a great job. Um, you know, they analyzed a lot of things, but the one that really stood out, um, was through geofencing, you know, and this is, you know, this is a, a process that we didn't sign on. Um, when it first came out, because we felt like the technology hadn't caught up, but we signed on last year uh, in June. You know, the, sort of when we were feeling, you know, most of the financial effects, uh, the greatest you know, from COVID. And the reason why we signed on is, is because the company uh, that we subscribe with, which is Placer AI, uh, they originate out of Israel, um, and their technology was used to track terrorists through their cell phones, uh, as far as their comings and goings. You know, and now they use the technology here stateside. Um, to track consumers because something like 90, 95% of the people still have their cell phones um, settings where, you know, they can be tracked. And so you know, here it's easy enough to shut off, but, you know, people don't even think about it, even know about it. And so they track, you know, and what geofencing is all about is, you know, where are consumers coming from, where are they going afterwards, where are the routes that they're traveling, how long are they staying, um, what days a week are they coming, you know, so forth and so on. Um, and it measures the number of hits, you know, at, pretty much any location you can think of. Um, they sort of target the major you know, brands, and then, but if you need, you know, um, you know, sort of a mom and pop analyzed, they can do that. Um, they put up what's called a billboard and start tracking, tracking those. And I'm not promoting place right out of here. It's just, you know, it's really as exciting, you know, what it could be used for and, and how we have used it for clients. Um, like, for example, I think I'm a big, bad, you know, broker, and, you know, that really knows the awesome market because, um, you know, I've been doing this for over 20 years. Well, you know, when I was told that this Chipotle in the Arboretum market was 19 out of 20 um, ranked, you know, I thought that was hogwash. I thought they were completely getting it wrong because, you know, the Arboretum is the number one submarket in Austin. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out when I, took, when I called their local broker, you know, to confirm this, he said, he's like, look, I don't know if it's 19 out of 20. He's like, but it is one of our worst locations because of access. And, you know, I've driven it since and realized, you know, exactly what he was talking about. Um, and so, but back to what George was presenting with these casinos, what they discovered through geofencing is, is that, you know, where consumers go to after they hit a casino is another casino. Um, you know, mm. they like the casino hop. Um, mm. And, you know, the importance of clustering is just that. It's very important in the casino industry. Um, so when analyzing, you know, this 200-acre uh, campus, you know, that's isolated from the rest of the casino community in the state, uh, seemed like a disaster. Um, mm. 
you know, you're isolated. Um, you know, the population that you're pulling from couldn't possibly support it in and of itself. Um, you know, so we analyzed that, showed them that. But the whole idea of, you know, and learning that, you know, through this geofencing that, you know, casino people like to hop. And so, you know, just like furniture companies like to, to, to cluster um, so people can, you know, shop around and restaurants like to cluster as long as there's not too many like-kind concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, so do casinos. You know, they like to cluster um, because of this, you know, casino hopping um, phenomenon. And so, you know, after they sort of, you know, recovered from the initial shock, um, <laughs> their plan may be, their initial plan may be, you know, doomed, um, you know, they came to us and said, okay, what could go there? Yeah, and, and we have started that process with them. Um, you know, another one is um, we were looking for this fitness franchisee out in Fort Collins. Um, what was special about this fitness franchise is they did, you know, on-site daycare. Um, so obviously, you know, they're targeting women 35 to, you know, 55 years old. And, you know, this franchisee was from Fort Collins and, and you know, mm-hmm. knew it, tasted it, touched it, you know, for her whole life. And she felt like she, you know, she knew exactly where it needed to go. Um, you know, she felt like she was an expert in, in all things Fort Collins um, and that her gut was right. You know, and fair enough. Yeah, she's been here her whole life, you know, mom, businesswoman, you know, professional, everything else. Um, we ran some analyses, and what we showed was the area in which she wanted to go um, would not have – well, the data showed that it would not have been a good choice to put that type of fitness center there. Um, you know, it wasn't a bad area. I mean, you know, cell phones, mattresses, pizza, sure. Um, but, you know, this type of fitness product, you know, she needed to be pretty much catty corner, you know, the other side of the market um, where there were more, you know, 35 to 55-year-old women. You know, we did studies like the tapestry segmentation that I uh, mm-hmm. described earlier. Mm-hmm. We did what's called an MPI study, uh, market potential index. Uh, the company does a market potential index study. It's been around for over 20 years, and they've studied, you know, over – close to a thousand different use categories across every county in America. And they do this all the time. Um, and so that could be, again, that could be, you know, fitness, that could be haircuts, that could be uh, chiropractic, that could be clothes, that could be, you know, toothpaste, socks, whatever it is. And they're studying, you know, each county in America, their consumption of it. And what they've done is they've set a benchmark of 100. And if you hit 100, that means you're average, you know, meaning that, you know, I'm in Travis County, and if we're scoring 100 on eating pizza, consuming pizza, then we're, at, we're average, you know, in the rest of the country. Um, if you score 120, well, that means you're consuming 20% more than the average American does of pizza. And if you score an 80, conversely, then you're consuming 20% less than the average American does, you know, pizza. And so we ran that study um, in Fort Collins and, you know, and showed her, you know, as far as, you know, not only fitness utilization, but also daycare. Um, you know, we combined the two, which was a bit odd, you know, unusual, um, and showed her that she needed to be on the other side. And, you know, it took a lot of talking, um, but we got there, uh, we found the market, we found the site for her in the southeast, you know, part of Fort Collins um, versus Northwest, and, you know, she opened up July of, golly, 2019. Um, she's been doing great ever since. Um, and so, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, gut instincts are good, market knowledge is better. Um, but, you know, these sort of things they can do now, you know, through analytics, geofencing and everything else, you know, it's there to verify or dispute, you know, what, what you think is, is the right call. And, you know, they could save businesses and it could propel growth. You know, David, in listening to you, um, I, and I know that there's always a risk um, to start your own business, but it sounds to me like, 
especially for brick and mortar, um, someone would be absolutely crazy not to work with you because they are stacking the odds against themselves if they are just two blocks off of the perfect path. So just a few blocks just down the street could make a dif difference as to whether they succeed or not, couldn't they? Yeah, and that's what's true. Absolutely. And that's what's true with retail restaurant service providers. Um, that's not true, say, in office. You know, if I office mm -hmm. my business in an office building, you know, two blocks this way or two blocks that way, probably not going to have an effect on my overall business. But I've seen right. tenants change locations within a shopping center, within the same shopping center, and have their business go down 35%. Um, wow. So it really, it really is intricate. Um, you know, I think it just takes again. It takes all of the above. It takes, um, you know, an, a good analytics team. It takes a good brokers team, a good local market broker as well. You know, a, a franchisor supplying, you know, the, the support and you know the knowledge about the, the concept itself. Um, and even the franchisee has a has a has a, has a role in this. You know, as mm -hmm. far as you know where they want to expand and their experience within that submarket. So. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were asked a question the other day, you know, why isn't everybody using you? And I said, because we're not <laughs> being effective enough in getting our message out. Um, yeah. And so we always have to analyze that. But number two, I mean, again, you know, I'm the last person that would have subscribed on to these, you know, these sort of things that I'm even, you know, espousing today about analytics. Um, and it's just through pure saturation of being exposed to it through our analytics team that I finally became a believer and experiencing the stories, you know, through it. Um, so a lot of people have their own way of doing things, and you know it has worked for them, um, or not. Um, and you know, and they're just not ready to try something new. Yeah, totally get that, David. We're down to the end of the show, and as much as I have totally enjoyed this, and it's just been captivating uh, the information that you're providing. If someone is listening again, uh, how would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more about Resolute RE? Uh, www.resolutere.com, and that's R-E-S-O-L-U-T-R-E.com. Uh, they can call me on my cell phone, 512-917-0416, and um, you know, love to talk shop. Wonderful. David, thanks again for being on the show and sharing your expertise in this commercial real estate market today. Thank you, Linda, for having me. Absolutely. So, folks, part of the, the process of being a great and successful franchisee is location, especially if it's brick and mortar. It's critical to the success of your business. It doesn't matter what the widget is. It has to be the right location. David talked about that today. So if you are in the process of selecting locations. If you are considering a brick and mortar, you would definitely want to work with Resolute RE. And if you are a franchisor listening to this, I would strongly suggest that you contact David Simmons because it would help to set up your franchisees for success. And that's what we all want, right? As always, I'm going to leave you with this quote. It goes like this. It's by Barbara uh, Corcoran. She is one of the members of Shark Tank. Her quote is, a funny thing happens in real estate. When it comes back, it comes back like gangbusters. So it may be a little soft right now, but it's going to come back like gangbusters, folks. 
Thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.